All right, so today I'm delighted to welcome Kaylee Kleffel onto the show. Um, Kaylee is an ACSM certified personal trainer and inclusive exercise specialist, and she's also a member of our physical therapy grad school class, um, so class of 2022, along with me. So we've spent a lot of time together in classes and labs over the past four years already. Um, man, time flies. Um, for more on Kaylee, you can uh, check out her Instagram at Kaylee underscore Cluffle. Um, and today we're really diving into exercise and physical activity and why it's so good. So last week when I had John on the show, we talked a lot about the negative side of sedentary behavior, you know, sitting around on the couch, watching TV, not really doing anything, whatever. Um, today we're talking about the other end. So like I said, all the exercise. Um, so to start, I just want to give two quick definitions um, that we're going to be talking a lot about today. Uh, the first is physical activity. And physical activity is any bodily movement um, that you do. So like vacuuming that results in increased energy expenditure. So again, like vacuuming, doing stuff around the house, that sort of thing. Um, on the other hand, exercise, um, which we're also going to talk a lot about, is a type of physical activity. And it's basically just planned, structured, repetitive physical activity that you're doing with the intent of improving something, whether that be muscular strength, muscular endurance, power, um, whatever. So uh, we're gonna use those two terms a lot today. I just wanted to set the stage um, for that, just to let you know that there's a little difference between the two. Um, and why am I bringing you this information now? Um, well, you know, with COVID-19, a lot of us are still quarantined, stuck at home. And it looks like that's going to continue for at least a few more weeks. And, you know, exercise is good. Exercise is one of the best things you can do for the, your body. So in a time where we're met with stress, where we're met with, you know, a health crisis, why not do the good thing for your body? And next, um, I'm going to introduce Kaylee, and we're going to dive in here. Um, so we're going to start by talking about some different statistics relating to exercise. Um, so Kaylee, I know we talked a lot about um, physical activity guidelines and how much um, people should be getting on a weekly basis. Um, yep. what are those guidelines that you've gotten from the ACSM and how often do you see people achieving them or just in general, how many people don't achieve them? So the ACSM guidelines basically want you to hit about 30 minutes of aerobic exercise a day, um, putting you at, well, that would be five days a week. So that'll put you at 150 minutes per week. Um, personally, based on my clinical experience and just working as a trainer, I've noticed that this is really hard to attain for some people. Some people say they don't have the time to work out, and some people just simply say they just don't feel like working out. So most of the, most of the time, people aren't hitting those, those expected amounts of exercise per week. Right. And um, I think the CDC even said 
less than one in four Americans um, meet both the aerobic and the resistance um, Mm -hmm. guidelines. And I think resistance guidelines, it's just saying, you know, you go and lift weights or do calisthenics or some kind of resistance exercise twice a week. Yep. Um, That's not too much. Um, And it's alarming that people struggle to hit these goals, you know, in normal times. And I can only imagine what the impact of COVID is having on, um, you know, what the levels of physical activity people are having now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried about the whole COVID situation as, you know, people are currently sedentary and then, you know, we've, we've learned in class numerous times that sedentary activity can further progress things to make their situation even worse. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering what's going to happen to someone who's diagnosed with this, with this virus who was already sedentary and then comes home and continues that activity. It's, it's going to completely send them into a downward spiral. No, definitely. Um, and, you know, as we talked about, last week in episode three there, you know, a lack of activity is, you know, it's a leading risk factor for death. um, And it's a cause of, you know, so many different chronic diseases, obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, all these Mm -hmm. terrible things there. And um, it's crazy that, you know, and like I said, in the intro, physical activity is what we're talking about here that's providing these benefits. And when we said guidelines for aerobic physical activity, you know, that could literally just mean like vacuuming for 30 minutes for some people. Yep. Um, and, and I think that society struggles with um, understanding that because they automatically assume that getting physical activity, having to hit the gym and, and lift some weights or get on a treadmill, but a lot of it can incorporate just simple lifestyle changes, like you said, like just vacuuming or, you know, parking further away from where, you know, from the store. And it was just, it's just little things like that, that people don't realize can add to their amount of physical activity in a day. Right. And you brought up a great point there with just like parking further away. Um, I know currently, you know, it's not like people are going to the movie theater or anything like that going out shopping but you know when all of this is over and life resumes i mean you don't have to park right up you know close to the door to go into like target or the movie theater like you can park further away and probably get you know at least a five minute walk going in and a five minute walk coming out and you know there's 10 of your 30 minutes exactly. like you don't have to do it all in one shot Um, Mm -hmm. and I know for me personally, I've been loving, um, kettlebell swings during uh, quarantine so far, and I'll break up my study time Mm -hmm. with either stretching or like 20 to 30 kettlebell swings. Um, have you been doing anything like that? Or is there anything that's really been sticking for you? Yes, I've been, I've been trying to break up my sitting at my desk every hour Um, and ideally I would like to do it every half hour, but you know, when, when times get stressful, I limit it to up to an hour, but 
I try to break all that up by doing some kind of stretch, some kind of mini core workout, something to just keep moving. And that personally has allowed me to focus even more too. And there comes in the psychological benefits of exercise too, is breaking up that sedentary activity can make things so much easier for you psychologically. And that psychological aspect right now is so key because I know for people like us, you know, having graduate school level classes at home on top of all this is very stressful, but I can only imagine what Mm -hmm. other people are going through when you're thinking about things like, you know, loss of a job or, you know, in some cases, loss of a family member. Like this is, this is definitely taxing on the uh, mental health without a doubt. Right. And personally for me, I've just noticed that if I am feeling any kind of struggle mentally, that exercise is my coping mechanism. And it has proven to me that I feel better anytime that I'm physically exerting myself because it just, it just poses so many benefits for me personally. And so when I'm in, in kind of a, a funk, like a lot of these people are feeling given our circumstances right now, it just, it really changes things for me. And I also think that society doesn't realize that either is just getting up and moving has tremendous benefits. Um, No, agreed. And one of the things I've noticed is when I don't work out, I tend to eat more and exercise kind of helps me Mm -hmm. curb like my cravings a little bit. Um, And I think that's something that we could really see helping a lot of people right now. Um, There's been some studies that show you know, currently, before all this was going on, you know, the rate of overweight and obese adults in America was about 70%. And the models they have, because I know everyone's talking about models and curves right now, um, showed Mm -hmm. that we would hit 100% of Americans being overweight or obese by the year 2048, which, you know, that's less than 30 years away. And that's kind of scary to me. Right. Yes, it's very scary. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, as we're flattening one curve, we can also look at other uh, models here and see if we can flatten them Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So we've kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, exercise is good, exercise is good. But I don't think we've really talked about, you know, why exercise is good. so let's start with, you know, cardiovascular system, because a lot of people struggle with cardiovascular disease. Um, so what are some of the benefits that you've seen um, as far as the cardiovascular system uh, goes from exercise? Which is mm-hmm. basically your max amount of oxygen consumption. Uh, so in simple terms, is just how much you really can do aerobically. So that helps to improve that. And Um, Also, a lot we're seeing a lot of cases with type two diabetes and that causes so many issues beyond just issues with the pancreas and insulin. It also has issues with the cardiovascular and pulmonary system. So you see a lot more um, talk about, you know, reversing type two diabetes, um, which is good. Um, I know Sammy Inkinen, um, his company Verta Health is, you know, focused primarily on reversing 
type two diabetes. Um, and they're a medical based company. Um, I think they do like a whole lifestyle consult though on diet, exercise, everything. Um, so yeah. it's good to see we're starting to reverse that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yep. um, we also notice kind of taking things a step further there. Um, you know, we talk about diabetes and diabetes tends to correlate a lot with, um, other diseases like, uh, obesity, which is again, another chronic disease and, you know, obesity has its own, um, battery of risks as well. Whether you think of the inflammation levels you see in the body and how that impacts, you know, your immune response again, um, but also on, you know, the muscular system, um, you know, we think about our muscles and with aging, we have what's called sarcopenia, which is just losing skeletal muscle with age. And, you know, if you're, you're struggling with obesity and you've got a higher um, percentage of fat than you do uh, muscle tissue, you know, that you have less of a reserve, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so with aging, you're going to lose muscle mass. But if you have less muscle mass and more fat tissue to begin with, then you've got, you know, less left in the tank, so to speak. A little more with the muscular system there. Um, you know, exercise is good for your joints. Um, it's good for your muscle function. Um, you know, just getting up and moving um, you're going to see an increased uh, production of synovial fluid in the joints, which is like um, the joint equivalent of WD-40. Um, you're going to see um, increased bone density, which, um, I mean, we know firsthand how prevalent osteoporosis and osteopenia is. Um, and we also see an increased independence um, level in you know, our patients, whether it be from the physical therapy sense of thing or the personal training sense of things, you know, um, speaking of training, I know you have the inclusive Mm -hmm. exercise, uh, specialist certification. So how have some of the um, clients you've worked with in that population kind of seen, um, gains, so to speak, and their muscular functioning and um, just overall quality um, from exercise. Mm -hmm. Primarily, I've been getting a lot of uh, individuals with osteoporosis. So that kind of ties in with what you were saying earlier. Um, And again, this, this really helps with their bone density and prevents that um, weakening and frailty that's going to be coming from osteoporosis. And so um, I, we do a lot of um, extension-based activities to help with that. And they've noticed they feel stronger. They just feel physically better when they're, you know, promoting or doing resistance training, uh, some aerobic training, and they just overall just right. feel stronger and, and I mean, physically better. Um, so... Yeah. And um, the Mm -hmm. primary means for all this is this um, law called Wolf's Law, where basically your bones um, and 
to a certain extent, your soft tissues, like your muscles, are going to adapt to the stress that you put on them. So, you know, if you're someone who's a runner and you run like 50, 60 miles a week over and over and over again, then you're going to see more endurance muscle fibers. Um, whereas if you're someone who's, you know, doing a lot of power Olympic type lifting, you're going to see more explosive type muscle fibers. Um, but the same is true for bones in this case is the more you load them. So the more weight bearing you do, um, axial loading to a certain extent, the more um, bone density and bone growth you see. Um, I'm curious too, um, we haven't really talked much about our clinical experiences because we've spent, oh, I can't even remember how many weeks in physical therapy clinics. Um, so have you seen anything in PT clinics that kind of carries over to this as well? Ties in a little bit with the Wolf's Law and the whole use it or lose it principle. So for people who don't know, the use it or lose it principle ties in with Wolf's Law in that if you're not posing your body with the stresses that exercise promotes, you're going to lose those things. So for instance, um, if you're not doing a lot of resistance training, you're going to start losing bone density because your your body just thinks it doesn't need this bone density because why why do we need it if we're not putting that stress on the body? And so I've noticed a lot with patients because I've had a lot of acute care experience. And so we have a lot of patients that are at home a lot and they don't do a lot of physical activity and then they come in the hospital and they're sedentary for days weeks sometimes months depending on the severity of their condition and this is where that user to lose it comes in and that their body just almost deteriorates from not doing any kind of physical activity and so they feel a lot weaker and fatigued and right, um, just right. not feeling um, themselves and i mean you bring up a big point there with just you know the fatigue and the weakness that sets in from not doing anything, because I know a lot of people say, you know, they feel tired, they feel like, you know, they're just ready for bed, but they haven't done anything today. And they always kind of wonder why that is. Um, and it just makes sense. You know, if you're not doing anything for a prolonged period of time, and your body's starting to break itself down, because it's like, hey, you know, we don't need you know, this much muscle because we're not going to use it. Hey, everyone, I want to interrupt this show real quick. If you like what I've been doing on my podcast, on my Instagram channel, all that sort of thing, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast, whether it be on Google or Spotify or whatever you're listening on, and share this podcast or my Instagram channel, or both if you're feeling really kind, with someone you know who could benefit from the information I've been sharing lately. So cognitive and um, basically our neurosystem in general so since, you know, exercise helps improve our cardiovascular function and our muscular functioning, we're going to see improvement in our nerve functioning and, again, our cognitive functioning. And I know you kind of touched on this already there. You were saying that in general, you just kind of feel better when you're exercising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's super relevant right now for people stuck inside 
due to this pandemic because we've seen a lot of rates increase for um, referrals to mental health professionals because people are feeling depressed and just down and anxious about our current situation. And so exercise in itself is going to help individuals feel better when they're stuck at home and it's going to help them have a clearer mind and just overall just improve their mental well-being. Right. And uh, yeah, you you definitely hit the nail right on the head there when you talk yeah. about the relevance right now. Um, that's, um, that's key. And, um, you know, we use exercise as a, um, or it's been researched to be a possible um, treatment for things like depression, which, um, you know, again, as you've said, we see those rates continue to go up and up right now. And whether that be from, you know, the health crisis or the economic crisis or both, um, it's just nice to know that there are things that we can be doing on a daily basis to, you know, help prevent that from happening. And, you know, like we said, it doesn't have to be, you know, formal exercise. Like, um, you know, you don't need like a weight set and a squat rack and all these different things. You don't need like a row machine, elliptical, treadmill. You don't need any like gym equipment, so to speak, in order to be active, you know. And that's one point I feel like we just, you know, keep driving home is, you know, I keep going back to vacuuming and now everyone's going to be cleaning their houses for the yeah. next three, four weeks here. But um, just do something, you know. Right. And just breaking up that sedentary activity. I rule of thumb for me is if I really need to be sitting down for a long period of time, I'm breaking up that that sedentary activity every hour. So if, if someone can just be reminded to just get up and do something for five, 10 minutes on every hour of the day, it will make a tremendous amount of difference. Right. Um, no, that's, that's a good point. Just get up and move. Um, I've been using a concept that I like to call greasing the groove as well. Um, kind of like you said there, just every hour doing something, um, but I incorporate that with something that I want to get better at. So maybe I struggle with push-ups, or maybe my squat form sucks. I'll do you know twenty push-ups or thirty body weight squats, um, you know, every hour that I'm working. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working, you know, nine to five, and then I put in an extra hour or two um, at night studying or something like that, then you know, there's um, you know, 20 push-ups times 10 hours, there's an extra 200 push-ups I just did across the day. Exactly. Um, and I found that that's a great alternative to, you know, resistance exercise. Like if you don't have a bar and a bench at home and you can't bench press, you know, if you're doing, you know, forget 20, do 50, you know, if you do 500 push-ups across your day, like you're still going to see, gains in your chest and your shoulders and your triceps and all the muscles that the push-up works exactly we just have to be clever with what we have right now and a lot of people don't have a lot of equipment so body weight is the go-to right now and that doesn't mean you're going to make any less gains right um and even just kind of playing with the variables a little bit so you know don't just start with a push-up you could do 
an incline push-up. So put your hands on your couch. Or you could do a decline push-up and put your feet on the couch and your hands on the floor. Um, you know, you could speed it up or slow it down. You know, try going fast one rep and slow the next. Um, there's so many ways to um, kind of modify things um, for, you know, the current situation. Um, are there any other little, like, modifications or tweaks that you've been using for bodyweight exercises? Most of, for me, mostly I've, I've mainly been the weight, but also incorporating more isometrics to it. So even if I have a little amount of weight, I will be holding at that mid joint angle and basically fatiguing that muscle just as much as I would if I'm adding weight on. So more so doing a lot of pauses with my exercises and holding them. Right. So just kind of increasing that mechanical tension. And making each mm-hmm. rep as hard as possible. Um, I like that. Yep. Um, and I mean, the other thing too is like, you know, obviously some people live pretty close to grocery stores. I know some people live, you know, a couple miles away. Um, and if you can get delivery, that's great. But, you know, if you're just trying to get like, you know, a bag or two of groceries, you could always just ride your bike down, pick it up and Mm -hmm. ride back. Like you're not going to come into contact with other people, you know, on your bike ride, most likely. Exactly. Yeah. My recommendation right now is just to get outside. And I've also been trying to do that as well Is if it's nice out or if it's not raining, then I'm outside because it's it's still social distancing as long as you're staying a decent amount of way from away from people and if there are people around then throwing on a mask but just getting outside and you're just going to feel better and you're going to be moving around and getting some fresh air and it's going to be so much better than being pent up inside right um and i think you know that kind of takes us into another big theme here is just like you know even though feels like we might not have control in this current situation we still have tons of control we can control how we go about our days to a certain extent you know do we get up and then spend the day on the couch or do we get up and make the best of what we have and you know do we get up and you know try and approach things with a positive mindset positive attitude or do we just kind of tap out mentally Right. And, um, you know, we've kind of hinted to um, exercise and the mental benefits and the endocrine benefits already. But I mean, exercise increases what we call like your feel good hormones. Um, You know, you see that epinephrine and norepinephrine. So the catecholamine response, you see the neurotransmitter releases like dopamine, you see all these really good things going on when you get into the biochemistry of just doing things. Exactly. And also this is a little off topic, but um, it just made me think of it. So uh, being a trainer in a gym, I've noticed a lot of people reaching out to me because they're, they're scared to work out on their own and they're not comfortable being alone. Like they just feel intimidated in a gym or being out in public trying to exercise And I think now is the perfect time to take advantage of being 
stuck inside and not around a lot of people because you can boost that confidence. You're getting that experience of exercise on your own with no one watching. And hopefully it'll motivate you to get into a gym or get outside and go for a run and not feel so intimidated by people around no, you. No, that's a, that's a very good point is, you know, right now you're in a judgment-free zone at home. And, you yeah. know, ideally when you go to the gym, it's also a judgment-free zone. Um, but, you know, if you're struggling with what to do, you know, if you're like, you know, I did what Dan said. I, you know, vacuumed the whole house five times this week. What, you know, what's next? Um, you know, I know I've been posting a lot of different like home workout type things. And I know you've been doing the same thing there, whether it be, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. stories or um, through what we've started at our college there. Um, this initiative to bring, you know, by students for students, like home workout programs, um, you know, just tap into these resources because, you know, Kaylee's amazing at what she does. And, you know, it's free to follow Kaylee on Instagram, you know, like tap into this mm-hmm. resource here. Yep. And also um, just an update with that is I'm creating a separate Instagram to start posting mainly fitness motivation stuff for uh, people to take advantage of. So that will be uh, K Kleffel. So K K L E F F E L fitness. And that that's my Instagram that should be coming up shortly, but keep an eye. <laughs> Love to hear that. Um, that's, that's great stuff. Um, and, you know, while we're on the topic of Instagram, um, you know, I'm not here to kind of like, go after these like fit fluencers um who you know promote things like you know the slimming tea or like you know putting a needle in your right butt cheek or anything like that (laughs) but like just you know be mindful of who you follow like when you see someone like kaylee or you see someone like john or um maybe i'll i guess i'll throw myself in there i think i'm okay yeah um but like you know people with certifications people who are you know a living example of what they're preaching you know these are the kinds of things you want to look for you don't want to look for someone who's you know crushing like you know a whole 12 pack of donuts and they still have three percent body fat like that's not natural that's not how the human body works so try and find someone, you know, if it's not me, if it's not John or Kaylee or whoever, just find someone that you can at least relate to just to make it easier for yourself. Exactly. Um, and obviously, if, you know, you like what we're doing, then, you know, feel free to reach out, whether it's an Instagram message or you know, you can leave a comment on the show and I'll get you in touch with whoever. Um, if you want to email, visit the website, whatever. Um, you know, if you like what we're doing and you want more coaching from any of us, then, you know, we're very happy to work with you and provide whatever you need. And, you know, we're going to help you, you know, live your best life, so to speak. Yep, I could not agree more. <laughs> um Awesome. Well, do you have any other points here as far as, you know, exercise, why it's good or um, anything else that 
you're doing or working on here? I think the main thing to emphasize here is to get up and get moving. Let's let's break up that sedentary activity that we're feeling at home and just change your lifestyle around. Do little things like, like I said, parking further away in the parking lot or taking the stairs to do something or taking the stairs multiple times just to get that exercise in. It's simply just getting up and moving. Agreed. And, um, you know, if you're doing all these things and you find there's something you really like and really enjoy then do more of it you know like do what you like exactly. it's um it's almost like you know it's recess time on the playground in third grade again and you know if you like kickball then do kickball but um in this case it's with exercise you know if you like biking then ride a bike if you like walking then go on a walk you know do whatever you know you enjoy Mm-hmm. Yep, you're more likely to stick to that if, if you're enjoying what you're doing. Awesome. Well, Kelly, I appreciate your time a lot because I know your schedule is uh, <laughs> rather crazy right now. Um, oh, yes, but I appreciate you inviting me on here. It was great. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to reach out and get in touch with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Body. You could also find us on Facebook at Brawnbody as well. And you can find us online at www.brawnbodytraining.com. Or you can reach out to us via email or whatever works best for you. Thanks again for listening and have a great rest of your day.